Hey everyone, it's Sean from Between Two Ravens, a Norse mythology podcast, with another solo episode where I discuss a historical slash legendary or mythical character from the sagas. I do apologize because this week we were scheduled to publish part two on the journey of Loki, or as I am probably going to call it, Loki the fucking psychopath. However, David and I were not able to iron out a date to record. David is actually enjoying uh, the New Mexico summer by camping with his son. Um, So not that I blame him, as obviously that is a lot more important than talking to me. So last week I had a similar episode on the character of Gorm the Old, the man considered to be the first of a historically recognized king of Denmark, a kingdom which still exists to this day with Queen Margaret II. Though he was historically recognized, much of his life is a tad convoluted and fuzzy at best. The primary understanding of him being that he was a king in Denmark, he was a pagan, he married a woman named Tira, and his son Harold Bluetooth inherited the kingdom after after his death and would eventually convert to Christianity. So if we were to look at another Scandinavian country, the country of Norway, its origins are also shrouded in the previously mentioned fuzziness. Not unlike Gorm, Harold Fairhair's existence as the first king of a unified Norway, a kingdom which still exists to this day with King Harold V, is also suspect. In this case, unlike Gorm, we do have a lot on Harold's life. He shows up as a character often in the Icelandic sagas and has a lot written about him by our friend Snorri Sturluson in his work Hemskringla. So when it comes to his historicalness, I know that is not a word, Maybe he was just missing a runestone like Gorm to really make his case. Though I do plan on doing an episode or two on Harold's, this episode I will be focusing on his father. Um, As somewhat of a continuation of an episode I did last year called The Historical Sons of Freyr. In that episode, I discussed the first portion of Snorri's work Hemskringla, which was called Yinglinga Saga. It details the supposed settlement of Sweden specifically Uppsala, by humanized versions of the Aesir, who had migrated from Turkey, a similar story that Snorri tells in the prologue of the Prosetta. It briefly states that Odin became a king in Uppsala. Then after he died, his kingdom was given to Njord, um, a humanized version of the Vanir god, and that upon his death, the kingdom fell to Freyr. At that point, Yingling Saga then goes through a very long list of kings and descendants of Njord and Freyr within the family all the way down to today's featured character of Halfdan the Black. Here's the family line from what we could say is the god Njord all the way to Halfdan. So Njord, as mentioned, his son was Freyr, whose son was Fjolnir, and then I'm just going to list the names uh, from there. Um, so Fjolnir's son was Svegdir, then Vanlandi, Visber, Domaldi, Domar, Digvi, Dag, Agni, Alrek, Yingvi, Jorund, On, Egil, Otter, Adils, Einstein, Yingvar, Anund, Ingyald, Olaf, Halfdan, Einstein, Halfdan, Gudrod, and then Halfdan the Black. Um, so that's that's where we're at right now with Halfdan. After Yingling Saga, the next section, chapter two, is nine small parts on Halfdan's life and his wife Ragnhild's, which is discussed with the means of introducing a boy named Harold 
who Snorri discusses in chapter three. So the reason I'm doing an episode on Halfdan right now and not Harold is because I didn't want to miss the portion of my rebranded series on the House of Yingling. Um, I'm probably going to add, quote, House of Yingling to the title of my episode last year on the historical sons of Freyr. And then this episode is going to be part two. So keep in mind, everything in Yingling Saga is told by Snorri. And as we often see, he writes, quote, history to allow his stories he tells to work. So the chances of Halfdan being a real historical figure is also up for debate, um, like his son Harold. Though we do see at some point, the line does work. Um, Like we do know that the Kingdom of Norway exists, and we do have a line of kings that do go all the way to Harold. So Harold probably did exist in some capacity, but at some point his ancestors become unknowable to us, or I guess unprovable is the way to, to say it. To get started with the content of this episode, I'm actually going to start with the last two little portions of Yingling Saga, where we detail Halfdan's father, King Gudrod. So Halfdan was the second son of Gudrod the Magnificent, whose father was also named Halfdan. Gudrod married a woman called Alfhild, who was the daughter of a King Alvarin of Alfheim, and through her received half of the land of Vingelmark. They had a son named Olaf. Alfhild eventually died. So Gudrod sent his men west to Adgir, and I apologize if I said that incorrectly, to its king, Harold Redbeard, where they were to ask for his daughter, Asa, to marry Gudrod. King Harold refused the offer. Gudrod, looking at this as an insult, invaded Adgir and killed King Harold along with his son, Gerd. Gudrod then takes Asa for his wife. He had a son named Haftan, Haftan the Black with her. He then had multiple celebrations, and then one day he was partying on one of his ships. He got a tad bit drunk. When he then left his ship, he was ambushed and stabbed with a spear by a man, killing him. The man was then killed, but it was recognized to be Asa's shoe lad and sent by Asa herself. Obviously, she was pissed about the invasion of her lands, the deaths of her father and brother, and the fact that she was taken against her will to be wed. But at least she got her vengeance. So at this point, we have Olaf and then his half-brother, Halfdan, who sort of separate the kingdom. Chapter 49 and 50 states that after Gudrod was killed, his son from Alfield, his first wife, who was 20 years old at this point, took over the kingdom. He was a great warrior and very good-looking. At this point, he was only the king of the petty kingdom of Westfold. Notes that Westfold is currently still a district in modern-day Norway relatively near the capital of Oslo in the southern portion of the country. Halfdan split the kingdom with him, but was only one year old when his father died. So Olaf took the western half, while Halfdan took the east. And it does, it does make note, it seems that Olaf lost some of his land to other kings during this time, and then he eventually died from a foot disease. King Olaf did have a son named Ragnvald, who was then the king in, West- in Vestfold, and he was known as the Glorious. And that's where Yingling Saga ends. So at this point, the characters from the House of Yingling are going to be discussed in their own chapters that contain many pages as opposed to a paragraph or two like they did in Yingling Saga. Whereas I would consider Yingling Saga its own chapter when it details the House of Yingling all the way from its founder, the god Njord, to King Gudrod and his sons Olaf and Halfdan, and I guess Olaf's son Ragnvald as well. But moving forward, the characters, starting with Halfdan, get their own chapters in the story. 
um, just so, to kind of talk to you through about how Hems Kringle is laid out. With these chapters, as they go on, you have a better case for saying with confidence that these characters may have or did exist. Moving on to the history of Haft and the Black, it has nine parts. Part one, you find out that Asa, after orchestrating the murder of her unwanted husband, fled west with her son Haftan, who was one year old when his father died. They went into the kingdom of Adgir, which was her father's kingdom, before Gudrod invaded. There, Haftan grew big and strong because when he was alive, he had four dozen eggs every morning to help him get large. But then when he was grown, he had five dozen eggs, so he was roughly the size of a barge. And he had black hair, so they called him Haftan the Black. So when he was 19, he inherited the kingdom of Agdir. Haftan then went out on some military campaigns. He took over the kingdom of Vingelmark from a King Gandalf. He then subdued the kingdom of Romerik, and its king Sigtrid died in battle. However, Sigtrid's brother Einstein Einsteinsen, who was the king of Hedemark, was able to take back the kingdom of Romerik while Haftan was away in Vestfold. Part 2 says that um, Haftan heard of the unrest in Romerik after he lost this kingdom to Einstein, but he was able to get it back. Um, then there was a back and forth between Einstein and him, um, but they eventually came to a truce. Haftan then subdued the lands of Tot, Land, and Hedeland, and at this point was a mighty king. In chapter 3, it details how Haftan got married to a woman named Ragnhild. It's not the same Ragnhild that is the mother of Harold Fairhair, however. Ragnhild was the daughter of a King Harold Goldbeard of Sagan. Haftan and Ragnhild had a son named Harold, again, not Harold Fairhair. This Harold was named after his maternal grandfather. Harold Goldbeard became infirm, and then he eventually gives the kingdom to his grandson, Harold. However, Harold Goldbeard's daughter and grandson all died, all died in succession, so Haftan the Black lost his wife and his first son. But what happens here is that Haftan assumes the kingdom of Sagan, which was his father-in-law's. In part four, Hesing and Helsing, the sons of Gandalf, invaded Vingelmark where Haftan was. Haftan was feasting with his men when he found out and had his men arm themselves. Haftan and his men were overwhelmed and the survivors fled to the woods. It says, quote, folk gathered to Haftan. So I guess he assembled an army and then went back and killed Hesing and Helsing. Haftan subdued Vingelmark once again. Chapter 5 details Haftan's second marriage to a woman named Ragnhild. It says that Sigurd the Heart was king in Ringerich. Of course, as it also mentions, like it does with every new character, he was greater and stronger than any other, along with being the most handsome. His father was Heli the Sharp Tongue, and his mother was Aslog, the daughter of Sigurd Snake in the Eye, the son of Ragnar Lotburg. Sigurd killed a berserker at the age of 12, along with 11 other men. Again, this is Sigurd the Heart. He had a daughter named Ragnhild and a son named Guthorm. Sigurd eventually died when he went into the forest and came to a clearing in Hedelim, where he fought a berserker named Haki and 30 other men. Though Sigurd killed 12 of the men and took Haki the berserker's hand before being struck down, he died. Haki then rode to Sigurd's home and took Ragnhild and Guthorm, bringing them to his home in Hedelim, where he had a bridal feast as it was his intention to marry Ragnhild against her will the daughter of his slain foe. However, the wedding itself 
hadn't happened yet because the wounds that Hockey received at the hands of Sigurd the Hart were slow to heal. Meanwhile, during Yule, King Halfdan was in Hedemark and learned what happened. He sent out a man named Tarek the Wolf, along with 100 men, to go rescue Ragnhild and Guthorm. Herrick and his men were able to kill everybody while they slept. Haki included, though Haki died by falling on his sword while chasing them. But anyway, the two siblings were successfully saved. Upon their rescue, Halfdan ended up marrying Ragnhild. So you could say that maybe she wasn't rescued, but just forced to marry a better man and husband. So Halfdan wedded Ragnhild, and she became a mighty queen. So it says here, and I'm going to actually quote it word for word, Halfdan wedded Ragnhild, and she became a mighty queen. Ragnhild's mother was Torni, the daughter of King Clack Harald of Jutland, Jutland being an area in Denmark, and the sister of Tiri, queen of Denmark, who had married Gorm the Old, the ruler of Denmark. Um, so we mentioned this quote in our episode on Gorm the Old, and uh, Tiri is obviously Tira, um, who Gorm the Old had a runestone commissioned in her honor. So let's take a step back for a second. Right now we have the newly married couple of Halfdan and Ragnhilds. We have already discussed Halfdan's ancestors, according to Snorri, all the way back to Njord. So let's look at Ragnhilds. Ragnhilds' father was Sigurd the Hart, whose mother was Aslog, whose father was Sigurd Snake in the Eye. Now going beyond what Snorri says in Hemskringla, and going into the Volsung saga, Sigurd's mother was Aslog, whose father was Sigurd the Dragonslayer, whose father was Sigmund, whose father was Volsung, whose father was Rerir, whose father was Sigi, whose father was Odin. Things get a tad fuzzy, to say the least, since there is a slight implication that Gorm is the grandson of Sigurd Snake in the Eye as well, his father being Harthacnut and his father being Sigurd, as told on his Hemskringla chapter, The History of Olaf Tryggvason, and the less popular Between Two Ravens, a Norse mythology podcast with Sean and David, when they had their episode on Gorn the Old. Note that the saga of Ragnar Lodbrok also mentions that Sigurd Snake in the Eye is an ancestor of Harold Fairhair. Um, so chapter 18 of the Saga of the Volsungs, it says, A great family is descended from Sigurd Snake Eye. His daughter was Ragnhild, the mother of Harold Fairhair, who was the first king to rule all of Norway. So note that this source voids mentioning the Aslog between Sigurd the Snake in the Eye and Ragnhild, and it just says Ragnhild is Sigurd's daughter and not his great-granddaughter. The implication is that it also doesn't mention Sigurd the Hart, Ragnhild's father, according to Hemskringla. In either case, Ragnhild would be the daughter of a Sigurd who would be the son of an Aslog. So maybe the addition of Aslog, the second one, and Sigurd the Hart is just another interpretation of Sigurd's snake in the eye, and Aslog the daughter of Sigurd the dragon slayer. Though Snorri mentions both of those pairs in different portions of Hemskringla, so who in the hell knows? I'm obviously thinking about this way too much. So the reason why I think this is funny is twofold. One, there are different connections to Sigurd snake in the eye, and thus Odin. As mentioned, Hemskringla says that Sigurd Snake in the Eye is Ragnhild's great-grandfather in the Saga of the Volsung states that he is her father, but also apparently he was the grandfather, as I mentioned, of Gorm the Old. So you see descendants of Sigurd, and through the line of the Volsungs, the line of descendants from Odin to the kingdoms of both Norway and Denmark. 
though inconsistencies will always exist in the sagas and Norse myths, this is also interesting because through both of Harold's parents, Hafdan and Ragnahild, you have his ancestry apparently to two gods, um, Frey through his father's line and then Odin through his mother's. The other reason why it's funny is that Gorm the Old wasn't even probably king of Denmark until the year 936, and Hemskringla says that Hafdan the Black died in 860 CE. So his wife being the niece of Gorm's, Gorm the Old's wife, Tira, or Tiri, doesn't make any sense as far as timeline. Moving on to chapter six, or part six, excuse me, here we go. So Queen Ragnhild was a dreamer, and who the hell knows if she was the only one. Ragnhild was wise and had many dreams. She had one dream where she was standing in her garden and took a thorn from her gown. The thorn then grew so much that it became a tree that became rooted to the ground, as trees do. The tree grew so big that to her it seemed to spread over the entire country of Norway. Note her son would supposedly form the first uh, United Kingdom of Norway, so Snorri's work seems to contain obvious symbolism here. Chapter 7 does the same thing. It mentions that Queen Ragnhild's husband, King Hafton the Black, apparently never dreams. So Hafton asks a man named Torleif why he never dreams. Torleif gave him the obvious answer of, well, if you want to dream, then you would simply need to sleep in a pigsty, which Hafton then did, and then he had a dream. In the dream, he grew a beautiful set of locked hair, which grew to various lengths. The locks were of all colors. Though one lock of hair grew more beautiful and stood out more than the rest. Hafton told this dream to Torleif. Torleif said the dream meant that a great race would descend from him, and the one person in particular would be the greatest of all. And this would apparently be a Saint Olaf. Note that Saint Olaf, aka Olaf II of Norway, was the king of Norway from 1015 to 1028, and was canonized after his death. Snorri has a portion on him later in Hemskringla, and to be honest, I haven't read um, that portion of Hemskringla as of yet, and I do not know much about the man Olaf II and his supposed greatness, but I will get there. The text then goes on to say that Hafdan reformed his kingdom's law codes. It also states that his wife Ragnhild then gave birth to a boy named Harald, and then they sprinkled water on him. For some reason, it then states that his mother would love him very much, but his father Hafdan would, quote, love him less. So parts six and seven detail both of his parents receiving sort of visions on the family that the two are building. So chapter eight, Hafdan had a Yule celebration in Hadelands. However, something strange happens. The food and ale vanished. The king was then pissed off and yelled, why is the rum gone? Then everybody left. In order to figure out what happened, this translated portion says, the king had a Finn taken who was troll-wise. And he required him to tell the truth. He tortured him, but got nothing out of him. The Finn, the man, then appealed to Harold, who was a boy at the time. Harold begged for mercy on the Finn's behalf to his father. The mercy was rejected, so a young Harold helped the Finn escape. They escaped to the Finn's tribe, where there was a feast. Harold stayed with them for a while, and I think some sources um, may say that it was a, a Sammy man. Um, so like the Sami being a sort of migra migratory tribe that lives in the northern part of Scandinavia. So I think maybe this, I think Harold may be kind of doing this is why his father Hafdan loved him less than his mother. So one day the chief of the tribe told Harold that he indeed was the reason the food and drinks had vanished from Hafdan's feast. 
He then told Harold that his father was now dead and he should go home to inherit his kingdom and that one day he would rule all of Norway. So chapter nine briefly discusses how Halfdan did die. He fell through a sheet of ice on a lake that is called Rakensvik. He was 40 years old at the time of his death. Harold was 10 and he was well-loved as a king. The petty kingdoms he subjugated all wanted his grave in their lands. So the compromise, of course, was to divide his corpse and take the parts of him back to those respected lands. The end of the chapter actually gives some dates on the events of Halfdan's life. It says that he lived from 820 to 860. He became king in 839, and his son Harold was born in 850. Harold obviously becomes king in, upon his father's death in 860. The third portion of Hemskringla is then on the life of Harold Fairhair. So as we can see, part two, which we just discussed, does bridge the gap between Yingling Saga and then Harold, and shows us through his parents, whose ancestries we also discussed, that from their line would come greatness. And he plants the seed by ending with a 10-year-old Harold inheriting his father's throne, and informing us that he would be the first king of a unified Norway, a kingdom which Snorri continues to discuss further in the next couple of centuries, a kingdom which, as I mentioned, still exists today with King Harold V, with his heir apparent Hakan, who would be become Hakan VIII, and then his daughter, Princess Ingrid, who is 19 years old currently and second in line to the throne. So we had this man, Halfdan, descended from the Norse god Freyr, and his wife, Ragnahilds, descendant from the Allfather, Odin. The two have ties in Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. Norway, where the petty kingdoms Halfdan controlled were, Denmark through Ragnhilds, who is the niece of Queen Tira of Denmark, and going back to the beginning of the line of Yinglings, um, all the way to the settlement of Uppsala, Odin building a kingdom in Sweden, which over time kingdoms would rise and fall, and sometimes uh, kings lose and gain land. So by the end of Yinglingasaga, his line controlled different kingdoms in Norway. It did start with Sweden. Also, there is a connection that could be made uh, to Sweden through Ragnar Lothbrok's father, Sigurd. Ragnarhild would have been also descendant from him. But in either case, Harold is the product of gods in the royal families across Scandinavia. And as the text shows, he is destined for great things, which I will end up discussing on a future episode. So that is all I had. I am hoping uh, next week Dave and I are able to finish our second episode on the journey of Loki, uh, then get started on our series on the previously mentioned Saga of the Volsungs, where we will discuss a story from the Prosetta that shows the origins of the dragon Fafnir, then get into the family of the Volsungs, starting with Odin's son Sigi. Have a great day, everyone.